You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Megan Dillon and Beck Benyon. We're two millennial women in the corporate world juggling wellness and a fast-paced lifestyle. On this podcast, we're breaking down wellness into digestible episodes that fit into your weekly routine. We're on this journey with you, learning from wellness and lifestyle experts in their fields. From our lighthearted banter, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between shaving our legs? To getting deep about everyday struggles like hormones, societal norms, and gut health, we're your podcast besties. Disclaimer, no late night text needed to detox and chill. Hello. Hi, guys. We're struggles city over here. I just got into this, you know, great story and realized the mic isn't on. So there's that. Podcast props. Yeah. (laughs) Story of our lives. But I feel like these past two weeks have been crazy for the both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, We're moving on Saturday, which I've been trying so hard to focus on my gratitude practice. I'm so grateful. Everything is like gonna be great we love it moving sucks mm-hmm. it <laughs> and, does um as much as I say everything's fine I've been clenching my jaw at night so I yeah. feel like I can't fully open it have you been taking CBD before bed I've been taking it during the day okay <laughs> so maybe try it night too <laughs> today this was like a hashtag wellness prob so I don't know I don't know if CBD is like okay yet to openly have it work I'm sure like it's fine I think so but I went to the bathroom and just brought it in with me there because I was like <laughs> I just don't want someone mm-hmm. to walk by and I'm like right you know dropping CBD into my mouth <laughs> so I went to the bathroom and then I dropped it on the floor and it rolled under the next stall. oh no <laughs> was there someone in there I thought there was but when I got out I realized there wasn't but I snatched it really quick so it had just been like a hand coming under the I wish stall. I was in that stall <laughs> Like what the, what the fuck is that? It's like this little like, what if somebody dropper. like grabbed it? <laughs> <laughs> so the struggle is real. And then the other day, for anyone in Boston who reads the tea, we talk about the tea a lot. It's a favorite <laughs> a topic. But Dan and I were on the tea together the other morning, and at Park Street, that's like where everyone gets off. It's mm-hmm. like the mass exodus, and the first public transportation station. In the U.S. Really? Yeah, it says it on the wall. I see it every morning. I never even knew (laughs) that. (laughs) Well, that makes more sense. Yeah. There was like this little old woman next to us and I could just tell she was cranky. So she's behind me like muttering and like, you know, being like, and I'm like, ma'am, you can go ahead. Right. (laughs) Please. After you. Because she's like right behind me. So I'm like, please go ahead. You're fine. And she was like, oh, no, no, no. You don't have to get out of the way. It's just these people that are slow as bricks that won't get. <laughs> She's like directing it at Dan, and I'm like, we need to get out. Of oh here. no! Uh, the worst, and it's always like the older women mm-hmm. who will. So there are some seats where um, they're facing forward, and so if you're on the end, like you have to get up if the person next to you needs to get out. 
And it's always the older women mm-hmm. who like two stops before they have to get off. They're like, I need to get up. I'm getting <laughs> off in two stops. And I'm like, I'm getting off at the next stop. Yeah. Calm down. Like you're you going to be fine. And then they fine. like, like walk over. I'm like, I know Lady, I was going to get up. <laughs> I know. Like, can we just sit and I know. chill for one second? And I was so fired up yesterday because I almost got bowled over by Santa. He looked like... <laughs> He looked like Santa barreling down the stairs. And I was doing that thing where I was like, I'm not going to move. Nope. Wasn't a good idea. I almost got trampled by Santa. And that was how I started my day. Oh, man. Anyways, the tea is the bane of our existence, clearly. Um, So, yeah, it's been a a couple weeks of struggle, but we're super pumped about our event on Thursday. Yes. It's going to be so fun. This is like what we've been looking forward to for the past three months. Um, So excited to have Charity here in Boston with us. She's going to be talking about all about gut health, which we probably need right now because we're stressed out. Yes. (laughs) I have so many SIBO questions. I'm so excited. Yes. So if you're coming, please bring questions. Um, We'll do a little Q&A at the end, um, which is going to be awesome. If you haven't gotten your ticket yet, get it right now. Do it. It's in two days. You know you don't have anything going on. You know it. (laughs) So give me that excuse. Um, a lot of our friends will be there. We're so excited to see them. The goodie bags, you guys. They're so good. They're so good. I want one for myself. So we have like a huge box from Forest Sigmatic, a huge box from Lauren B. Beauty, Busy Beauty, True Moringa, Beekeepers. What else? Who am I missing? Coupons from Ginger Wild Brine. Wild Brine coupon. Um, Silver, Silver Fern, Fern product. Like this, this You're going to be stocked yeah with all of your favorite products with all of our favorite products that Mm -hmm. we talk about all the time so get your damn tickets (laughs) (laughs) do it um but uh (laughs) that's where we're at (laughs) that's where we're at um but today's episode is really fun Mm -hmm. um a really awesome brand so true moringa um, we tried it when we went to a Credo Beauty event and got their goodie bag. Mm-hmm. It was in there. Um, and it's just an awesome brand. Um, it's Moringa Oil. And if you haven't heard of it, you will. Because mm-hmm. it's going to be big. It's like the next CBD oil, I feel like. Except yeah. you don't need it. but Right. It's the next argan oil, mm-hmm. if you will, but better. Mm-hmm. So Emily, one of the co-founders, was on with us talking about their mission, what they're about. And they have really changed um, the farming industry in Ghana Mm -hmm. um, by implementing some really awesome um, methods for supplying, manufacturing, exporting, um, and really giving back to the communities of Ghana as well. Yeah. So the farmers sell the Moringa seeds and Mm -hmm. then that's what's used to, um, press into oil, which Mm -hmm. is what we get to put on our skin and look all moisturized and beautiful. It's so good. So enjoy this episode with Emily. Um, she's so smart, so knowledgeable. The co-founders of True Moringa both went to MIT, which is She's so humble. So humble. You know, like she's not one of those in your face, like, let me tell you about how I'm successful, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like I almost respect that more because she has done so much Mm -hmm. and is just like like, not even 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah. 
living her best life. Um, so enjoy the episode, um, and we will see you on Thursday. Bye, guys. Bye. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So today we have on a very special guest, Emily Cunningham. She is the co-founder of True Moringa, one of our favorite brands. I think the first time I discovered it was in, we went to a, an event at Credo, and they had it in their goodie bag. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's where I first tried it. Nice. <laughs> um, but it's so good. The I use the oil on like mm-hmm. underneath my eyes, and it is bomb. So <laughs> so glad to have you here. So Emily, first of all, just tell us how True Moringa started, how you got involved, and kind of the whole story. Sure. Um, well, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So True Moringa got started um, almost six years ago now as a school project. Um, so my co-founder, uh, Kwame, um, actually was born and raised in Ghana um, and then came to the U.S. to MIT for undergrad um, and actually studied aerospace engineering, worked at NASA for a little bit and then did a complete no 180. Um, and decided he wanted to go back to Ghana um, and put his engineering skills to work there. Um, and then I had studied um, economics and worked a little bit in India um, and was just kind of frustrated by the disconnect between um, what you learn about in school and what's actually relevant mm-hmm. <laughs> in in, um, in the field. And so um, we both found this program at MIT called D-Lab, and it's basically just classes um, centered around the idea of community-centered development. Cool. So mm-hmm. rather than you kind of just bringing in a solution and saying like, this is what you need to fix your self or your country or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, You work with people who actually have knowledge and experience of the local um, culture and um, you figure out how you can help them um, and they can help you. And so um, farmers that we were working with uh, introduced us to the Moringa tree. Um, and it's known locally as the miracle tree for the nutritional and medicinal benefits. So Peace Corps and other NGOs had planted Moringa um, because the leaves of the tree contain more iron than spinach and more protein oh. than yogurt, more calcium than milk. It's just this ridiculous <laughs> tree that just grows um, in the middle of the desert, basically. Um, and farmers were interested in this, but basically couldn't commit a lot of time or resources if they weren't making money from it. And so our project was to take the unused part of the tree, which is the seeds, and turn them into oil for hair and skin care. Um, and so in this way, farmers have a dual kind of food and cash crop. Um, they use the leaves to prevent malnutrition locally, and then they have an income source from the seeds. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the backstory. Yeah, that's incredible. (laughs) That's like so insane. And I feel like you just made it sound so easy, but like (laughs) what? So how did you meet your co-founder? How do you say his name? Kwame. Kwame. Mm -hmm. How did you meet him? Was that at school? Yeah, it was, um, actually through that, um, the D lab program. Um, so we went on a field trip Mm -hmm. to Ghana, um, and fun fact, he actually met his wife on the same class yeah. trip. <laughs> so it was a faithful yeah. trip. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Very cool. That's <laughs> awesome. And so let's break it down a little bit. So when you figured out how to use the, the is it the seed mm-hmm. of the Moringa tree? Exactly. Was that like, oh, like this is common mm-hmm. knowledge that it's 
the, it produces an oil or was there a lot of research behind that that you finally stumbled upon it? Yeah, um, so D-Lab had been working on this a little bit in kind of a research phase for a while. So it was kind of known that you could get an oil from the seed. Um, and what Kwame really did was um, apply his engineering skills to improve that process and understand how we could scale it up and how we could tweak existing machinery to make it better. Um, so the there was technology out there, but we feel like we really improved it to be able to cold press um, the oil locally in Ghana. Mm. And then like, how did you know it'd be good for skincare, right? Because I feel like there's so many oils that like you would never put on your skin. <laughs> but how did you discover that? Yeah. So Moringa is kind of, it's like all of these oils that have been around for centuries, but just suddenly get popular for mm -hmm. whatever reason. So Argan has a similar story. Um, it wasn't a secret. It's kind of used in cosmetic formulation um, for many years, but um, it wasn't really hip or popular. You didn't know about it until like L'Oreal had Argan oil mm -hmm. in their stuff or Moroccan oil became a thing. Um, and so you see this kind of trend with um, different kind of super ingredients around the world um, where you improve the processing a little bit, you create a supply chain and then create a marketing campaign around it and then it becomes more of a viable ingredient. That's, mm -hmm. that's crazy. So, and I know there are a lot of kind of hoops to jump through when you're bringing a product into the United States. So what was that process like? What, did you have to like go and talk to some like government board for that? How does that work? <laughs> yeah, um, it's funny. So our first export of um, Moringa oil was just one um, like 25 liter jerry can um, that we didn't use a broker or anything. We we're like, we'll just ship this and it will be fine. It definitely <laughs> no wasn't fine. <laughs> um, so we learned after that we needed to like hire someone that knew what they were doing. So we got a broker. <laughs> um, and yeah, just um, with cosmetics, it's funny. Um, how it works is a little bit less stringent. Like obviously the FDA can stop a shipment and inspect it, but as long as you kind of have like the paperwork um, and a certificate of analysis to say that it is what it is, um, it's not too much of a hassle. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that I feel like that'd be such a crazy process. And it's <laughs> it must be like such a pure product because I know it's carried at like full lane, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of these green beauty retailers. So I feel like they're so strict with the ingredients mm -hmm. that they include <laughs> in their, um, you know, like in their shops. So congrats for sure. to oh, you guys thanks. for that. That's so cool. <laughs> um, so I'd love to hear about the farmers and mm -hmm. like how it's impacted them and like have they been on board from the beginning like is this mm -hmm. something that they readily accepted or was it kind of like I know you talked about not wanting to kind of invade mm -hmm. their traditions and their way of life how did you build that community yeah so early on this was a big challenge um, because a lot of other NGOs or companies or government efforts had come in um, with an idea to like um, plant uh, sunflower was a big one. A plant called Jatropha was another one. And mm -hmm. maybe then initiative would be funded for like a few years. Um, and basically they maybe gave them the seeds and the training to plant it, but then there was no buyer um, at the end. And so farmers would end up with all of this 
acres of sunflower that they oh. had no market for. Yeah. So a lot of farmers are really jaded, rightfully so. Um, and so basically what we did was uh, partner at first with Peace Corps volunteers um, and they kind of had the trust of the community and they would get a few farmers um, on board. And once the community saw that, oh, we're actually paying people money for yeah. <laughs> their Moringa seeds, um, they slowly became more interested. Very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And so did you go into it saying, okay, we want to build a business. We want to like get the product, bring it back here and create this <laughs> true Moringa business. Or did you go into just curious about it? Yeah. Um, initially, we thought we'd be a technology company. So um, D-Lab is really big on human-centered design and like... Um, using locally available resources to make kind of like smaller scale technologies. Um, so uh, we had at first this like very small scale human powered oil press um, that we were excited about and we showed it to farmers and they were like, that's cool, but when's the bigger <laughs> one coming? <laughs> um, and so we, we kind of realized that um, we needed to kind of build an entire supply chain um, if we we're going to make Moringa, mm -hmm. uh, a viable uh, market for the farmers we were working with. Um, and so we kind of centralized our processing rather than just selling small scale oil presses. And then the next step was to sell bulk oil, mm -hmm. um, which we actually still do to natural beauty brands around the oh, world. Okay. Um, and then the next step after that um, was to kind of create the training and um, providing inputs to farmers uh, to help them grow Moringa well. Um, and then finally, uh, in 2015-ish, um, we started creating our own brand to kind of introduce Moringa oil to mm -hmm. the U.S. market. Make it sound so easy. I know. <laughs> I was going to say, so like you laid out these steps and it sounds so seamless and like you knew what you were doing from the get-go. Oh, no. <laughs> but one thing we do love to talk about, um, you know, with all of our entrepreneur guests who come on is any failures along the way or like mm. stumbling blocks and how you overcame that because now you have this beautiful brand and <laughs> you know it, it you can look at these things I feel like with a little bit more hindsight and understand mm. why those things happen but were there any moments like that for you uh so many moments and <laughs> because we like play at so many levels of the supply chain they're like really <laughs> like humorously different <laughs> so like um, land acquisition in Ghana um, is really complicated you can't actually buy land outright um, and there's like three so you have to rent it um, but for like 50 or 100 years so you're effectively oh, buying wow. it yeah. um, wow. and there's like three layers of governance over the lands so there's like federal and then like more municipal and then there's like the local chiefs um and so their laws are things like if you plant trees on the land then you own it and oh, <laughs> at the federal wow. level it's more <laughs> more um yeah what you might think of um and so <laughs> my co-founder Kwame had to navigate that whole process which took <laughs> quite a while um and then oh man failures on 
on the um, the Drew Moringa and um, we had a truckload of uh, 50,000 units of uh, samples going to Birchbox. This was like, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. kind of overextended ourselves. We were like, oh, Birchbox wants us. Yay, <laughs> let's Huge, spend all yeah. the money. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this was our largest manufacturing one we'd ever done. And on the way to Birchbox, at something tipped over and like they were all <laughs> destroyed. Oh, no. oh my god! Do like, do you get do you get insurance on that? Like, how does that work? <laughs> yes. Okay. <good>. Luckily, <laughs> luckily you had insurance on that, um, but that was quite a battle. So we learned um, to be really meticulous about how things are packed and yeah. <laughs> who we're using for a carrier, not just the cheapest one. Right. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god! So yeah, there I could go on about failure. <laughs> was there a moment where you're like, no, like this isn't yeah. gonna work. This, I'm just oh. let's do something else. With <laughs> so the, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I can. That the birch box thing was one of those. Yeah, moments. I love how you're laughing about it now, but I'm sure yeah. like it was just one of those stomach drop feelings. Oh like. yeah, I just I remember I got the email. They were like, so your thing arrived to us, and all of the pallets are leaking, and we can't accept this. And I think I just stared at my computer for like five minutes like I mean usually when you get bad news your brain starts going like okay these are my options right and right. my brain was just like not yeah. giving me any options does so not I was like, compute. Well, it's not like you snap okay. your fingers like oh yeah we'll get some more in the mail no worries yeah <laughs> I think my biggest moment so we were at an awkward phase um where we had um we we were we should have been shipping out of a warehouse, but we like couldn't quite afford a warehouse yet, um, and so we had, I think, ten pallets of stuff delivered to like a downtown a crossing mm-hmm. office, mm-hmm. and it like blocked the street, and it was a disaster. Oh, no. <laughs> and they were like something was mixed up so that like it was twice as much stuff came as it was supposed oh, to. No. But I like literally carried I think like five tons of stuff. <laughs> up oh and down my stairs. god! And the All boss day. Like, How dare I know? You? I yeah. work oh, right so by many there. People were so mad. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine the, yeah. rage. the rage. So, <laughs> yep. That yeah, that was probably the, oh. the, the most give up day. So, yeah. like, how do you take a step back in those? And maybe this gets back a little bit too. I've been just myself trying to like take deep breaths or like have a moment to just like meditate, even though it's really hard. I think in those situations, but like, do you do anything to just pause and be like, it's okay? Like at the end of the day, we'll figure this out because I feel mm-hmm. like my mind goes like ten million miles mm-hmm. per hour. Yeah. <laughs> I think my my co-founder is much better at that. So I just like defer to him Um, (laughs) and I'm usually just like venting and he's like, it'll be fine. (laughs) God will provide. I'm like, okay, (laughs) cool. Uh, If you say so. Skeptical. (laughs) So what's that? Like, are you like a yin to his yang? Like, how does that relationship work? Yeah. um, I feel like, yeah, we do have kind of complementary qualities. Um, He's uh, just like a monster at excel and like financial Mm -hmm. modeling and like all of the engineering thinking um but also dealing with people and relationships um and then I'm I guess more on the like product design side Mm -hmm. and like thinking about marketing and Mm -hmm. distribution um 
So yeah, I feel like we, we get along really well, works out well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that would be, and I, I guess we kind of went through this process as well, yeah. not quite as a big as of a scale, but you know, choosing that person that you know you'll get along with mm. no matter what, like yeah. when there's yeah. like downsides, when there's the like the the highest of highs, it's hard to find that person that mm-hmm. really meshes well and won't like you. We won't both be freaking out at the same time. I yeah. think that's like the right. key. Like one of you <laughs> has so to be true. calm. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm always amazed by people who are like single founders. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How yeah, do how that. do they? do it it's crazy (laughs) I know I think about that too I feel like it'd be it would just be so hard all the pressure all the stress is Mm -hmm. like literally just on you yeah it's crazy Mm -hmm. I'd love to know about so do you guys have investors yeah um so we um since we are kind of non-traditional and that we have like all the investing to do on like building farms and factories and also like branding and um we've done a lot of different types of fundraising um so we started out with crowdfunding Mm -hmm. um so we our very first investment was uh through kiva Mm -hmm. um they do kind of crowdfunded micro loans so um it's like kickstarter but Mm -hmm. um it's a loan um and so So you pay everyone back who exactly oh interesting that's cool exactly cool yeah um and that was really great because it kind of built a community for us of Mm -hmm. people who felt like they were a part um, of our story Um, and then we did a larger scale um, Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign Mm -hmm. Um, and then we've let's see next uh, we did a convertible note so that was our first like real infusion of capital um, other than grants Mm -hmm. Um, and that was in 2016 Um, and Right now, um, for the farm and factory, it's more um, raising debt um, Mm -hmm. for like assets. um, Mm -hmm. And then we're planning an equity round for later on in this year that will be more focused on like branding and marketing and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Wow. That's so, like, that sounds so intense. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, and so did, so you started this business right out of school, correct? Yes. From the program at MIT. Mm-hmm. So have you ever thought about like doing something else or is this like, this is like your, your dream was to be an entrepreneur or did you go into college wanting to do something else? Yeah. Um, so I wanted to do something with development, um, and, um, studied economics. Um, I was kind of interested in like, um, using more of an economic approach to like doing studies on the efficacy of different Mm -hmm. like development interventions. Um, never really, dreamed about being an entrepreneur. Um, but yeah, it's been, um, really great. Um, I really love a lot of what I do. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. (laughs) So cool. I don't, I feel like entrepreneur, like it's like such a thing for our generation and a lot Mm. of people are like, Oh, I want to do that. But it's just, it takes a special kind of person to be (laughs) successful and know that they want to do that from the beginning. Mm. Well, I mean, it shows as well in your work, like you didn't go into it thinking that, Oh my gosh, we're going to make so much money from this. (laughs) Like you went into it saying, we're going to help these people in this country that need help. And we're going to help these farmers and we're going to introduce something that's really meaningful to them. And like, I feel like your attitude is if, if, you know, 
we can do something here in the States as well. That's great. But I feel like your main focus has been the farmers and helping that community, which is so cool. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> That's what welcome. we try to do. <laughs> and you just had a trip, right, um, to Ghana, I feel like, relatively recently. Yeah, um, the end of January, um, I was in Ghana. It was actually the first time our whole, like, senior leadership was in one room at the same time. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, we're all kind of spread out um, quite a bit around the world. Um but yeah, it was really wonderful to see like the factory up and running. Mm -hmm. And um, when we first went over there, um, the the first time that we set up a factory, it was like in the um, basement kind of of um, Kwame's relative's house. So it was wow. like very small scale. <laughs> and now we have sort of a legitimate factory <laughs> running near the farm. Um, so yeah, that was really cool to see. That's awesome. How That's many such a long trip? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, how many times do you go to Ghana per year? Um, usually once or twice a year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not as often as I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, how many employees do you have now? Um, so on the Ghana side, we have 112. Oh, wow. Um, wow. And then in the U.S., it's three. <laughs> so we're wow. Wow. Yeah. Small U.S. team. Yeah. <laughs> so like what different groups um, are in Ghana? Because I'm assuming that's not all farmers. So Yeah. Yeah, so these are all non-farm jobs. Um, oh. So we have processing um, and then, I guess, farm management mm -hmm. um, and then um, just typical, like, HR administration mm -hmm. type stuff. Um, and then in Ghana, we also have a brand that incorporates moringa leaves into mm -hmm. food. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, we have a sales team and a marketing team around that. Wow. Um, <laughs> how do you oversee that many people with three? I feel like you have to have a lot of trust mm. in the team there because you're so far away. Right. Yeah. Um, so my co-founder is based in Ghana. Oh, he is. Um, oh. Yeah. And then we do have a really great um, kind of mid-management team um, that's also based in Ghana. Gotcha. Um, wow. So yeah, they've been great. And this might be an ignorant question, but what do they speak English? Um, yeah. So um, the official language is English. Oh, um, okay. Most um, all of our employees speak English. Mm -hmm. um, most people will also speak Chui, which is oh, like okay. a local language. Um, and then there's also like kind of more local um, languages mm -hmm. within that. Um, so most people will speak like three or four mm -hmm. languages. Have you picked up on any of them? Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. Um, there's, yeah, it's hard because, like, I think there's 70, close to 70 local languages. And wow. so, like, every time you go to a slightly different area, they're, like, speaking some mix of English, Chui, and the local mm -hmm. language. So it's like, wow, <laughs> but no, crazy. I really should um, try harder. One day. <laughs> One day. One That's day. a dream. <laughs> Today is not that day. <laughs> um, so I'd love to know, so since we know Moringa oil and it's, mm -hmm. um, you know, skincare format, so mm -hmm. you can you can do your skin, your hair. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you can use it for? Yeah. Um, so it's basically like, um, a less greasy coconut oil is how I describe it. So anyway, you use coconut oil, you can use moringa, but moringa is a little bit more smooth and dry mm -hmm. um, and won't like clog pores or leave you feeling greasy. Um, so it's a great cuticle oil, um, oh. makeup remover, 
makeup base before you put on foundation. Yeah. Um, use it in a lot of like DIY stuff. Um, we have a fun section on our website about like making masks and scrubs oh, cool. and stuff. So. And do you cool. have like a skincare specialist that you work with that kind of like runs that part of it? Yeah. Um, so for formulation, we've been lucky to work with two really wonderful ladies um, based in the New England area. Um, that do all of that kind of stuff for mm-hmm. us. Um, and they're both, um, have been in the kind of natural skincare industry for a long time. Um, so they know the science, but, um, one of them also has like an organic farms. So they're also really oh, into cool. the, um, the natural part as well. Mm-hmm. Very cool. What's yeah. your skincare routine? Mm, um, pretty simple. <laughs> um, honestly, I just, um, use Moringa as an oil cleanser. Um, and then I'm a huge fan of, uh, Piper Y deodorant. Mm. Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for a natural deodorant that works. Um, yeah. Um, we're, um, working on some new products that I've been kind of Ooh, testing so out exciting. as part of mm-hmm. <laughs> if my skincare yeah. <laughs> that you had for sure. Um, but yeah, um, it's all, it's very Moringa centric. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I feel like if that's your brand, like, <laughs> of, you course got it, it. of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> so you, can you use it to cook? Like, is that a thing? You can. Um, we don't sell it for cooking, oh, okay. but we've explored that before. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I think I've, I've started to see like argan oil used in high end cooking. Um, and then I've heard huh. that Moringa oil has like a better smoke point than olive yeah, that's oil. That's what I was curious about. Like what's the yeah. smoke? Cause I know coconut oil is pretty high yeah. smoke point. So uh, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I'm curious what a typical like day is for you or does it always change? Yeah, um, it really depends on, yeah, the the kind of season and what projects we're working on. Um, so right now we're launching new products um, later on in the year. So in kind of research phase, um, marketing phase, um, designing, formulating. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of my day revolves around that kind of stuff. Um, and then I also kind of oversee the... Um, what we call our farmer success team in Ghana. So working on building out a strategy for how we work with farmers um, and improving that and thinking about things like where should we expand geographically and what do we want to provide farmers. And um, so, yeah, it really varies quite a bit. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And so is your title CEO? Are you the CEO? I'm COO. And then uh, Kwame is CEO. So as a like 20 something, you're 20 something year Mm -hmm. old. Yeah. How does that feel to be COO of a company? Uh, I don't know. It's so funny. Um, We just kind of, I feel like have stumbled into this like the whole way. Um, Like, does it feel weird saying that? Or do you feel like you have like, you own it, you like that is your oh no it's very weird yeah (laughs) (laughs) it still feels like a little made up (laughs) but yeah but like truly self-made which is so cool and I feel like the word self-made has been thrown around in the media a lot with certain people who are not self-made and um so it's really refreshing to talk to somebody who really is I mean has this passion and has created this brand with Kwame and you know I feel like 
there's so much potential in this, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at least for me, I haven't seen Moringa oil a ton of places yet. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's really like up Mm -hmm. and coming, which is, I feel like a great spot to be. I feel like in like two, three years, it's going to be like all over the place. And you guys led that charge, (laughs) which is awesome. That's the hope. (laughs) Have you guys had anyone come to you like wanting to buy the company or anything like that? Um, not yet. (laughs) We're, um, (laughs) we're, yeah, in the early stages of an equity raise. Mm So, um, definitely kind of vetting people, figuring out how we want to share the company, um, and then making sure we kind of bake into the bylaws, all of the social impact that we want to see so that we find the right buyers or investors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And how do you like stay sane for yourself in the midst of all of this? Like, do you have a wellness routine that you stick to or do different things each day? But how do you like make space for all of this stuff that's going on? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I feel like I don't have anything I stick to well, (laughs) Um, but I do yoga, um, run when it's warmer out. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I feel like just exercising or walking is um so mind clearing Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah for sure yeah um I feel like you're so chill which is awesome (laughs) it's so refreshing um so for April I know Earth Day is coming up what are you guys doing for Earth Day yeah we're super excited so we're partnering with um a brand called Cooley Cooley um who makes Moringa bars um and we Mm. provide some of their Moringa powder um, and we're doing kind of a partnership where we're demonstrating the potential of the whole Moringa tree. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing a lot of giveaways um, and education around um, how the oil comes from the seeds of the tree and then um, the powder comes from the leaves of the tree. So, so stay tuned for fun stuff with Cooley Cool. Yeah, very exciting. <laughs> so cool. And where can people find you? Um, so online, um, at trumoringa.com, it's the easiest free shipping. Um, we're also on (laughs) Amazon (laughs) and Thrive, uh, Market and Birchbox. Um, yeah, those are the major ones. And then we run Thrive. Yeah. Yeah. Obsessed with Thrive. Good deals. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Um, and then Instagram is trumoringa, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so inspiring. And I feel like there's, I mean, there's a lot of new companies coming out, a a lot of things going on in the wellness space. Um, But I, I mean, you guys are doing so much for just the community in general. So thank you you so much for having me. (laughs) Yeah, appreciate it. (laughs) Um, And as always, you can find us at Detox and Chill Podcast. Come join us on Thursday, two days away. Um, for our gut health event with Charity Lighten from Silver Fern. We have some amazing, amazing things happening that night. Um, so we hope to see you there.